My wife and I have recently attained the most coveted status of empty nesters, and uh, it's something after, thank you, after 35 years of parenting, uh, we are finally uh, in the house by ourselves and not worried about when they're going to come in through the bedroom door or through the front door. <laughs> it's kind of a cool season. I'm liking it, and uh, it's really exciting. We have been working slowly but steadily toward this day, and um, if you're a younger couple thinking, man, I can't wait, well, you have good reason to have hope, but now is the time to start building the patterns so you have a strong uh, marriage in the day when they say goodbye, we're not coming back. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley, who uh, lead the Focus Marriage Team, and you all are almost there. You've got, what, one child still in the home? And she's at 15, at 15 she's school. not home all the time, but... Um, it's pretty common to have couples who wake up one day and they're like, wow, we're the kids. Who am I? Who are you? I mean, this is a shock to some people, isn't it? But like you said, very common. As a matter of fact, over the last few years, the emptiness divorce rate was probably around one in 10. But over the last few years, it's now one in four. Hmm. And the issue is that, that for so many couples, they, they lead parallel lives for so long. In other words, they live in the same home, they're parenting the same kids, but yet, you know, hobbies and their friendships and work and all this stuff is just done in parallel. And, and one day they wake up feeling like we have been living alone together. And it's unfortunate, but, but I tell you, what an opportunity when when you realize, yeah, we have been living parallel lives for a long time, there, there's such a great opportunity to learn how to reconnect. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and hear more about this topic, because this is such a vital thing for marriages. It's a season that is coming, uh, or that you're in right now and struggling with, and we're going to address a key element, emotional intimacy in your relationship. Let's go ahead and return to a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Julie Slattery, who is passionate to help couples work through challenges. And uh, here she is now with Jim. With the last few minutes, let's cover a couple other concepts. Uh, You call it the cycle of intimacy. Um, Give us an example of how this cycle of intimacy looked in your marriage. Oh, wow. Well, intimacy happens when both a husband and wife are using their relational power to meet each other's needs instead of withholding and things like that. So I feel like Mike and I are in a cycle of intimacy right now, and we are empty nesters, and we're in this great season of marriage where Mike is working remotely uh, for his job, so he's been able to travel with me as I'm speaking, and it's like, he's just like, honey, how can I help you, whether it's getting my coffee or um, just supporting what I'm doing in terms of speaking, and then, you know, I'm respecting him and just speaking life into him and loving him well, and Mm. it's just, it's a good thing, and that cycle of intimacy, it doesn't happen overnight you have a momentum going. And I think every marriage can say, we've, we've been on this good momentum for years or months, but unfortunately there's another cycle that we can get on and that has momentum too, where everything's going great and then all of a sudden we, we get in a stage of life, maybe because of an outside stressor or one of us hurts the other one, where all of a sudden now I'm withholding. Like I don't want to speak life into my husband. I don't want to say... Uh, encouraging things to him. I don't want to help him 
with my gifts. I want to be like, hey, you can do this on your own, buddy. Like It's kind of like back to the compete right. versus complete. Yes, and then yeah. the husband reacts by, man, I don't like being with you, so I'm not going to spend time with you. And I'm going to go play golf. Yes, or, or even... <laughs> yeah. Even more nefariously, you know, like I'm both husband and wife become tempted by other people who will meet those needs. Julie, based on that comment, I mean, there are a couple of questions and we are getting close to the end. But the um, the idea of the graying of divorce. So you said and I think Jean and I are experiencing the very same thing. Uh, you know, we're we're almost empty nesters. We're not seeing a lot of Troy nowadays, but mm-hmm. but we're experiencing a great deal of freedom. And A, I think that comes from, you know, the fact that your kids aren't pulling on you. Yeah. You know, the boom, it's great. There's more mm-hmm. freedom and I'm not worried as and concerned as much. Uh, because they got to control their own lives now. It's not my job as the parent. And in that context, some women particularly, and I've seen this in the literature, it's called the graying of divorce. They kind of no longer know their purpose because mm-hmm. they're done mothering. And they're looking at their husband saying, I don't know you very well, and I don't think I like you anymore. Yeah. So that time period can be either what we're experiencing, which is great, or it could be a travesty. And I'm, I want you to speak to that woman who's feeling like her situation is the more negative one. Yeah. I think what you experience in this season of life is in some ways what you've invested in. And if you have spent the last 10 or 15 years with one of you just meeting all the kids' needs and the other one in the workforce, or maybe you're both are just working all the time and you're, you haven't been investing in your marriage. You haven't been studying what does it look like to meet my spouse's needs and how do we work through conflict well? Then when those distractions are done, whether it's retirement or the kids leave the home, you do look at each other like, I don't, what do we have in common? And so you may feel like you have to start over. That's probably a good litmus test as to where your marriage is at. Because that moment, that inflection point of your kids moving on and out of the home will tell you where you need to work on your relationship. Or even just anticipating. If yeah. you're not there yet, yeah. you know, now is the time to say, what is that going to be like when it's just us? And how do we start working today and towards building the kind of relationship that we can actually look forward to? All right, Aaron, uh, as we opened, I mentioned here we are, and we aren't feeling distant. We're feeling kind of energized, my wife and me, uh, in this season of uh, being new empty nesters. He's just rubbing that in my face because yeah. we're not there yet. Wow. I, wait until I have grandkids. I'm just going <laughs> to yeah, be overbearing. <laughs> so offer some hope to the couple that is kind of where Dina and I are at, but they're not thinking it's a good thing. They're really struggling. And it's common. Like so often what I will see is couples will come in like the year before they're going to empty nests and they're in a panic going, uh, we don't, we're not connected anymore. We don't know how this is going to go. I'm scared for this next season. And so what I know, hearing what you're saying, John, makes me think, and I know this to be true, that you guys have done work along the way to stay connected. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't and you're panicking, you know, I would say first and foremost, really take inventory. What's causing us to feel disconnected? And, you know, is it that there is mishandled conflict? Is there, you know, we've just become independent and we're very self-reliant. 
Is there an addiction going on? Is there emotional walls we haven't been communicating in ways that feel safe? You know, to first and foremost see, is there something that needs to be addressed? And we can go in and talk to a licensed Christian counselor about that. But then we can begin infusing the relationship with activities that create oneness, togetherness, unity. And, you know, whether that's having a weekly date night together and coming up with questions to ask each other on that date night, or even questions to check in with each other every day for 10 minutes. And, you know, what about um, going out on double dates? They say going on a double date actually is so good for your relationship. We did that last night. We did. And I planned it. So it's your turn. <laughs> and I paid for it. So. There we go. Oh, you financially, know, I mean. Pull up, pull up. Yeah. You know, or maybe it's um, doing your the chores that you usually do alone. Do them together. Mm. I love it when Greg joins me at the grocery store or when he goes to the grocery store and I join him. Yeah. So just, you know, folding laundry together. There's so many things. Just looking for opportunities to join together. And even talking about, hey, I want to do this this weekend, and what do you have going on? Do you want to do this with me? And so navigating that together, our, our calendars, navigating it together so we are together more. Mm. I'm just going to say that's a, a little bit of a, a gentle rebuke to me because you know, we, <laughs> we, we, are, we are still kind of coming you. out of the busy season, and our to-do list for the weekend is generally, what's your list look like? Oh, well, my, this is my list. I'll see you along the way. And what I need to remember is let's do things together. That's yes. that's the gift of this season. Yeah, and, and that's, Aaron, I love what you're saying because you're right. There are activities that, that we can think about that actually are based on a togetherness. Mm-hmm. Because if we've been used to doing life in parallel and kind of running separate mm. lives, that's a great reminder to go. Let's identify some things that are that we can take advantage of to create that togetherness. I know a big one for a lot of couples is that they they sleep in different beds, maybe even different rooms, and there could be lots of reasons for that. So there's no judgment there. But I always encourage couples if you're sleeping in a separate spot, separate bed, separate room, start off sleeping together. Just start off. Just mm-hmm. just lay down next to each other. Let's say 10 minutes. Ask what was the high of your day, the low of your day. Just kind of recap what's going on. Maybe laugh about some funny things. Snuggle. Be intimate. And then you can go into a separate room, a separate bed. But that's the difference between couples that have been used to living separate lives and those who are saying, we're going to fight that by finding togetherness kinds of activities. Okay. That's good. And uh, along the way here, if you're thinking, uh, I know we have some stuff. I'm not sure what our stuff is. Kind of back to that self-assessment thing that Aaron was talking about. We have a free online marriage assessment for you. It's designed to answer those kinds of questions and to give you talking points. More than a million individuals have taken it. It's super easy, super helpful. And uh, I'm going to encourage you to look for the link to our free marriage assessment in the show notes. Uh, For a deeper dive on what we've been talking about, uh, Dr. Julie Slattery has some terrific insights in her book, Finding the Hero in Your Husband. Um, It's going to be encouraging to you. It'll make a difference in your relationship if you employ the great wisdom she has there. Uh, You're going to find details about the book and opportunities to donate to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Uh, When you do, we'll send that book to you. Those links are in the show notes as well. 
Next time we'll hear uh, the big S word, submission. From uh, It's a biblical concept, and Julie's going to unpack that for us. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.